The reason people aren't financially free is they don't know what to do and they don't know where to start. I want you to join Joey and I at the Virtual Inner Circle Live April the 4th through the 6th as we share with you the exact answers to those questions. We only do this event one time per year. I don't want you to miss out. Go to wealthwatchwallstreet.com forward slash live and enter promo code podcast. When you're at this event, you're going to get your investor DNA. You're going to get access to up to six different passive income strategies. So you know, leaving this event exactly what to do, taking our decades of knowledge so that you can start becoming financially free. Go to wealthwallstreet.com forward slash live and enter the promo code podcast. Tribe, in this episode, we have it all. We have a guest calling Joey the little Italian stallion. We have me speaking dog inside the episode. But we also have a way for you to understand that even when you get knocked down, you're not out. There is a way out. There are options. If you want to build passive income, this episode is full of momentum and motivation. That's right. Our guest today is Maureen McCann. She's the co-founder of Spartan Invest, a turnkey rental real estate company based here in Birmingham, Alabama. And she's talking to us today about how to get educated in the real estate space. She's also talking about ways in which they are solving the issues facing the real estate market today. You may have been considering what's up with these interest rates. She's going to talk to you about exactly how to solve that. And lastly, what are those frequently asked questions that investing in turnkey rental properties are dealing with every day? Let's go ahead and jump in right now with Maureen McCann. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Wealth Without Wall Street Tribe, so glad to introduce you to our friend Maureen McCann. Maureen, so glad to have you today. Joey Russ, so good to be here. Thanks for the invite back. You must have liked me the first time. <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> right? No luck, baby. If you're watching on YouTube, this is going to be even more fun. But you would also get to see that Maureen's handle is Mo Money. Maureen, they know me as the idea guy, Joey as the Italian stallion. Now we've got a new handle on the show, Mo Money. <laughs> Speaking of Mo Money, we all want Mo Money. And real estate is probably the number one way that people think of when they're first delving into this concept of building passive income. They think real estate. And that's a beautiful thing, especially for someone like yourself who is an owner of a real estate company. <laughs> for you, everybody has an interesting story, though, of how and why they get into that search of Mo Money. Would you mind sharing with our audience your unique story? Yeah, I'd be happy to do that, Russ. So, um, you guys, my uh, the reason that I wanted to get into real estate was so that I could uh, rid myself of my husband, <laughs> my cheating husband. <laughs> Oh. The was it, you heard that right that that was was w a s bund was been <laughs> so he was and he was been he's the was been he's gone <laughs> so 
so yeah, that's why I, that's what I started. So, um, you know, very long story short was like, you know, at the time that I was going to uh, divorce the husband, um, I had three small kids under the age of five. Um, actually, I don't think it was three. They were three, two, and two months old. Um, and I had just come to find out in 2010 that he had uh, had an affair five months after we got married, fathered a child, kept it secret for seven years, didn't find out about it through him directly uh, or at all. Actually, I found out through the baby mama who found me on Facebook and sent me a message. Ironically, how this all came connected was um, the husband, who will remain nameless, but the husband, um, he looks like Obama. And so in 2008, when Obama got elected, a local news story or a newscaster wanted to do a story on him. And he was like, well, I'm Mr. Narcissist. So, yeah, I'm going to like get my name in the paper and, and be on the news. So anyway, the story, because there was a lot of parallels between Obama's life and his life or our lives at the time. So both married, two daughters. My son was, didn't arrive yet. So the story gets aired. And it, tr- it gets syndicated and it goes all the way over to Atlanta, Georgia. And it lands on the eyeballs of the baby mama who he had ignored for seven years. <laughs> so, wow. so she finds out, oh, my name is so-and-so and I work at the Del Mar Marriott. And she's like, oh, ring, ring. Well, she had also, my name had been stated on that broadcast. And then she just did a quick little research and found my Facebook account, which I never set up. It was my best friend at the time who set up my account because I was too busy with kids. And then that's how she found me and started tracking me until she got to the point where he would not take accountability or responsibility. So she reached out to me to to do the right thing. And hence I did. So at that moment in uh, August of 2010, that was when I decided that I needed to uh, go into real estate. Real estate was going to solve my problem, getting rid of the husband, but having to replace his contributions or in his income to the household. So right. that is why I went into real estate. I'm going to let you take a break there. That's a lot. I mean, that, thank you for sharing that, by the way. that's uh, I'm sure, um, thankfully, that's been a lot of years behind us, and I'm sure a, a lot of figuring that out. But- you said, okay, I had to figure out how to replace my income. But I think so many people are are listening to this right now and are trying to figure out for whatever their reason is, why and how do I do this? Is it possible? So where did you start? You, you knew you had to replace income in order to do this, to be able to, like you said, be able to take care of three kids, stay in the, the area that you're in, keep the house, all the things. Where did you start? Oh my God. So, um, I became a, you know, you have to immerse yourself in the subject you want to master. And you, uh, so I was, I became that seminar junkie. I was the girl that was showing up to the free seminars, right? Cause I was thinking I got to like get some free stuff out of this. And then I realized that after kind of attending some Tony Robbins events that you really, honestly, you have to put your money on the table. If you really are serious about educating yourself, hire, you got to hire the coach. You got to, you know, join the mastermind. So it's an investment. It's an investment in yourself. And sometimes it's hard to write that check, you know, especially if you don't have, you know, my first mastermind was $3,500 and then it was up to 10,000 and then um, 25,000 for, you know, the boardroom. And so it just, you know, it kind of escalates up. I learned that for me, it was a pay to play. 
but I wanted to be in the same room with people that were having success in the area that I wanted to, to become an expert in. But how I started was small, right? Because I didn't have a lot of money. I'm going through a divorce. I got to get rid of the husband. I got three small kids. I don't have $10,000 to just like, you know, to write to a, a mastermind group. Um, so I started attending some of these uh, local free seminars um, and started learning about real estate and then kind of checking with people in the room. I'm like, is this for real? Like, is what they're saying, is this true? Because I was, I had a pharmaceutical medical device background. I had never heard of anything, even some of these terms in real estate. I only bought like primary homes. I had don't know about this investing stuff. Um, and so I kind of did some temperature checks around the room and people were like, yeah, yeah, what they're saying is legit. It works. I'm like, okay, cool. So then I go to the next one, still not taking any action. And it was finally, um, it was finally, I want to say it was Robert Allen, which I don't even think he's doing stuff anymore, but it was Robert Allen's um, three-day. And, and if you guys have ever gone to seminars, you know it's the three-day buildup and you can't do this without them unless you give us $10,000 so you join our course and we'll coach you all the way through, right? And I, for so many that I had attended prior to that, I was like, oh, this is BS. Like, I, I, I'm not spending, I'm not giving you guys $10,000, whatever. Well, after going to so many, but nothing changing for me, I was like, you know what? Uh, you got to put your money on the table. You have to invest in yourself. So I wrote the $10,000 check, which I didn't have. I had to borrow it from my 401k, which everyone advised me against it. Susie Orman was in my ear, blah, blah, blah. You're losing this, that, and the other. And I ignored her and I ignored everybody else. And I wrote the check and I invested in myself. And had I not done that, guys, then the following would have not happened. I wouldn't have invested in my first two properties. I wouldn't have met the company that I worked for, the turnkey operator that I um, uh, worked for out of Memphis. I wouldn't have met my business partners that led me to Spartan. Um, I wouldn't have been on this podcast with you at the moment had I not taken the risk, had the courage, overcame the fear, and wrote the check to invest in myself. Had I not done that, I'd still be bouncing around probably in pharmaceutical sales and medical device. But you could have written a check to invest in real estate through like a real estate investment trust. You didn't have to like buy actual real estate. Wow. So I actually had a bad experience with a REIT only once. So I only did it once. I had no idea what a REIT was. My um, financial advisor at the time, she was like, oh, you, you know, you want to invest in a REIT. These are shares that you have in like, um, you know, the Chase Bank in New York, like these are like rents in the triple net rents and, you know, these big buildings all throughout these different cities. I was like, well, that sounds great. Whatever. Here you go. Here's the check. And then it was a loss. It didn't even pan out. And so for me, I was like, ew, I'm not doing that. Like I'm not going in that direction. Um, and maybe they do work. You know, maybe they do. My other people had success on their first time, but I didn't. So I decided that's not the route that I wanted to go. And then I- No, oh, no, Maureen, they don't work. Wall Street never works, okay? <laughs> Wall Street's answer to real estate is garbage. All right, I'm sorry. I just had to say that. Go, go ahead. Thank you. Well, see, then, so that just, that was my gut instinct and my first experience you just confirmed was true. Right? It was relevant. Um, so then that just led me into the single family world because- um, one of the seminars, the second, one of the second or third seminars I went to, I met with a really good friend, Randy Hashauer, retired cop in Long Beach. Love this guy. Honestly, this day is long. He's such a cool dude. Um, he bought a couple properties from the Memphis group first, and I was, I was the one going. I'm not the early adopter, guys. I'm the one that's like, hey, is your money still making money? 
And then, yeah, and three months later, is it still making money? Tap him on the shoulder three months later, is it still making money? And he kept saying, yeah. And I was like, dang it, I guess it works. So yeah, I should do it. So then I jumped in, bought a couple of rental properties. And um, and now I run a company that helps investors acquire single family rental properties because I know it worked for me personally. And I can stand behind that 100%. Um, so I do the same for others. Well, I, I love that. And the company that you own is? Spartan Invest, like the Spartan Warriors, you know? <laughs> I, I, let's, let's talk about Spartan. And, and, you know, clearly as in, you know, potential investors, you're you're assessing right now, if you haven't already, jumped on a call, needed to jump on a call, go to wealthwallstreet.com forward slash free call. And in that process, our coaches are there to try to help you understand what you're trying to accomplish, where you're trying to go or where you try to get away from and what are all the obstacles standing in your way. And one of the things, Maureen, that people who are on those calls find out over time is that, hey, I, I have an investor DNA. I didn't necessarily know it or would have said those words. And I need to know, does my investor DNA line up with what I'm currently doing or what are the different options? So one of those options is real estate. It is Rental real estate. It can even be turnkey real estate. So, talk a little bit about exactly what Spartan does and how they are the niche within the turnkey rental uh, real estate space. We are. We are. Spartan is for is the company for the DNA blueprint investor that is like I don't want to do anything, but I want to earn everything. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is. If you want to diversify into real estate, but you don't have the time, the inclination, the desire, you don't want to manage contractors, find the house, fund the house, buy the house, renovate the house, um, uh, scaring for tenants and place them in the property. If you don't want to do any of that, all you want to do is write a check and then start getting monthly income checks. That is what we do. So in short, we buy distressed assets. We renovate them, replacing roofs, HVAC, water heaters, upgrading electrical plumbing, no carpet, all uh, hardscape throughout, granite countertops. We do the works, right? And then we then find a qualified resident. We place them in the rental property. And then we do the ongoing management for our investors. And we wash, rinse, and repeat to help them get to the cash flow number that they're looking for. Um, at the time in the future where they want the money to actualize. I've got rest investors that are like, um, hey, Mo, I want 15000 or 10000 or 3000 or 50000 It's like everyone has a different number so then they have a different plan or an acquisition strategy to help them get there. So it's just kind of talk to them up front, figuring out what they want, why they want it, because the why has to be big enough for them to get over their obstacles to achieve it. Um, and then I uh, just help guide them to get to where they want to go, just building a for, building a portfolio of single family rental properties for wealth generation. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. But it's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system? Stallion, that's why we created the Passive Income Operating System, bro. It shows you how to turn active income into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. 
you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before, go to whatswhatwallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying, pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared though for financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30-second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. Well, if, if anybody uh, did not hear your why to begin, uh, it, it, you're passionate about this because it was the way that in which you were able to 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 be free of, of what you were in. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about, uh, this is just real time, right? Today is 2023 and interest rates are crazy. Um, the, the real estate market seems to have slowed down dramatically. Buyers are kind of on the fence. I, I just know conversationally, you have investors saying, eh, I'm just going to kind of hold off. It, the interest rates are too high. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to hold off. How is Spartan right now addressing those concerns in the marketplace? And, um, and what, what can we learn from you at this point? That's such a nice opportunity and to just share what it is that we're doing. Yeah, because I think uh, we go, uh, let's just kind of rewind for a second and go back to really just the beginning of 2022, right? We're almost at the end of 2023. And anyone that, and I had a lot of conversations with investors. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to sit on the sideline. I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait and see what happens with housing prices because all of the the noise that I'm hearing from those sensationalized headlines and those YouTubers that get those that are clickbaiters that are saying foreclosure tsunamis happening, prices are going to fall and interest rates are going to drop. So just wait. They get all the traffic. They get all the negative gets all the traffic, right? But let's let's fast forward to today, right? And the people that were sitting on the sideline waiting for housing prices to drop and waiting for interest rates to drop, they're still waiting. Yet their capital hasn't been earning anything. It's actually probably been losing something if it's not in an account that's bearing interest higher than inflation is eroding its value. So they find themselves here. You know, while Spartan, I would say that the, my business partners and I have found ourselves in a situation where we're like, okay, they want low interest rates. Let's give them low interest rates and let's see who the real investors are, right? Because if they're sitting on the sidelines saying, I'm waiting for the interest rate and I offer a 5.375% interest rate that Spartan bought down on basically a bucket of money from Security National Mortgage Company, right? We go, I'm going to buy down this amount of capital and I'm going to apply it to 20 of my properties and offer these to you for 5.375%. And that's what we did. It's called the Forward Commitment Program. And so you buy it down, you buy down the rate for either 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 120 days. You can set the, the, the timeline. You just pay more money as you, the money is going to be discounted for a longer period of time. So we did this. Uh, we've got a 5.375% interest rate available through the end of October. Um, we'll probably wind up doing it again because the the um, success of this first one, we had 20 properties, we're down to eight. And I've got several people that are in ad- the application process to be able to put the others under contract. So yeah, we, you know, we're not waiting for the feds to 
they've already messed this up well enough, right? I'm not waiting for them to do anything. I'm not waiting for Wall Street to do anything. Although Wall Street is buying up a lot of single family properties, right? Why are they doing that? They're in my space and I don't like it. And we don't, by the way, join Russ, we don't sell the net. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yes. And we never will. We never will. <laughs> well, I mean, you're seeing these uh, just neighborhoods pop up. Where I have one right near me where these um, build to build to rent neighborhoods just popping up. And um, are, are you guys getting into that space at all? Are you seeing where uh, I know that historically you guys have been buying existing properties, renovating those existing properties, and then turn it around and, and sell them? Have you guys gotten into the the build to rent space? We have, um, that was, um, so our, our, um, our construction company that we own and operate is called Corinth. And yes, we started that, well, started that, I want to say three years ago, but we didn't really start building. I mean, you start a new company in the middle of COVID, in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> and that's what we did. So, um, why not? Yeah. You know, why not? Come on. Why not? You know, let's we did just, the same thing. Let's just work. <laughs> so. Uh, but we did that, and and we I, I'm telling you guys, I will tell you, Joey and Ross, like the we the new construction, um, not only is it getting a tremendous amount of traffic and attention from uh, our renters, like professional, because they're these are higher price properties, two twenty five, two fifty five. But we'll laugh at that depending on where they're where they live and you know what a cost of a new home is in their backyard. But that's what you can get in Birmingham, Alabama, or Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, is, you know, so that price point is not that high. The rents are like, we're getting seven, 1785, 1750 to 1785. And we can't, they're, they're renting. So we, and we didn't know, like, is, is this going to actually, how well is this going to go or not? And you only know when you actually do it. And we've actually found that the, the demand for the new construction from the investor side and then from a renter side is really, it's, it's a beautiful thing at the moment. I hope it lasts. So is that an area you guys are just continuing to grow in then because you're seeing that success there? Yeah, well, we recognize if you follow the housing, the new housing starts leading up to 2007, you'll find that most of the housing permit starts or the new starts were somewhere between, on average, between 1.3 and 1.5 new starts a year. Since 2008, if you actually track that same metric to present day, they have not been able to hit, new home builders have not been able to hit 1.3 million units a year in that time frame. We're vastly underbuilt. And we recognize that that not only um, can we help the housing crisis, but we can uh, benefit it from it too. Benefit from the renter's perspective we can't afford and benefit it from um, people that want to buy new homes but just don't have uh, a new home builder near them. So we took advantage of that housing shortage that we've, that we've seen um, just from being underbuilt from 2008 to present day uh, and continuing forward because um, there's, there's I don't know, US, U.S. economists, they've said, some said we're 2 million units short right now. Some think we're 6 million units short. I don't know how they come up with these numbers, right? I'll just split it down and then I'll call it. We're 4 million units short present day. Right. So how do you get out of the housing crisis, the housing shortage? You got to build your way out of it. But only but the last last so since 2008, home builders have not been able to hit one point five million units a year and 200,000 units a year a year need to be returned over. 
right? Because they, they're just, they're obsolete. You've got to rebuild them. So there's a vast number of houses that need to be built. There's not enough builders to build them and more people are waiting to buy and they will as soon as the interest rates come down and we're back to that frenzy again that we were prior to this. So, so basically what I heard you say in Scruffy, right? I think he was trying to like give you yeah. some extra points there <laughs> telling you what to say. I mean, by the way, Joy, who let the dogs out, right? <laughs> He did want to ask that. Yeah. Yes. Scuffy was like, look, guys, there's there's a shortage in the housing market. We've got to build more houses. We've got to build more houses. And if you wait to to start buying these houses as rental properties until when rates come down, there's going to there's going to be a significant, even greater shortage because there's going to be even more money chasing the few houses in the market. That's what I heard. Thank you, Scruffy, for for pointing that out. And and my level of expertise, I don't know if you know this, Maureen, but my daughters and I are looking at buying a content website uh, that we can like have them learn how to make money and do stuff. And we're looking at dog sites. So I, I'm really having to get, you know, polished up on my my dog. Uh, you know. what, what he's yeah, saying is he, he understood exactly what the dog was saying. He, he is on that level. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh my God. He's the dog whisperer. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I, I've not whispered many times, but yes. All right, let, let's let's move on. Speaking of questions, right? Like I, yeah. I think that you're you're the person that people call usually and, and talk to when they're trying to get a property. And and obviously you're you're answering the questions from Spartan's side, but I I think you know as an investor, if I'm looking to get into turnkey rental space, I got a lot of questions. I would love to kind of hear. From your end, what are those top questions that you're getting, and and what are really the question behind the question that people are trying to understand? Because I think that helps someone who's thinking about getting into the space, whether one they should, or two, like yes, okay, that that helps me understand better, and I can go deeper now because of that. Yeah, so I get, I mean, 15 years of doing this on the turnkey rental side, lots of questions I've answered, and a lot of the same ones repeated over and over again um you know the there's like the surface question and then it's like what the meaning is really behind asking the question so the surface question would be like well i don't really understand the market i, I don't really understand like your process you know what are the fees that you charge um what's the worst case scenario you know what they're really asking me in all of those is is i don't want to lose money so what do you do to help me not lose money? It's fear-based, right? Because we go into investments. I'm an investor too. Invest in oil and gas wells and startup softwares and angel investor and commercial real estate, residential real estate. Um, I'm in all those things. Um, and a lot of times you don't really know what, you understand that there's risk, but you don't really know what the worst case scenario is until you're in it and then it happens to you. Right? <laughs> So we can do things um, up front to really help them mitigate the investor's risk um, for when they want to invest in single family, when they decide they want to invest in single families. But that's really the main thing that is. And I actually, I lead off with that question. I was like, look, look, Mr. Investor, Mrs. Investor, the first time you've ever thought about buying a single family rental property, you know, what worries or concerns do you have about this when you were Let's just say it out loud. You're looking to invest in a rental property 
across state lines, sight unseen, with people you don't know at all, right? That sounds nuts. Like, why would you do that? Um, and I'm like, what fears do you have about that? And they could say a lot of things. I don't know the market. I don't know the street. I don't know you guys. How do I know I can trust you? Is the house even real? Are you a scammer? Right? All of those things are, are valid, you know, because it's real in their mind. But what it comes down to really is, I don't want to lose money. And what are you going to do to help me not lose money? Right? Mm-hmm. So we just align our goals with our investors' goals. I incentivize my team um, to follow certain metrics like occupancy rate, turn time, days of security, security deposit, renewal rate, eviction rate, um, accounts receivable, you know, things that if my if the Spartan team hits those metrics that we've assigned, they get a quarterly bonus and then my my investor gets paid and everybody wins. So you have to set it up that way. Uh, I love that. Yeah. What you're doing is you're ultimately helping people um, walk through this matrix in their head of I can invest this somewhere and why would I invest it with you versus this other thing? It's almost compared to what is, what am I getting when I invest in a smart home? And it has some, it, a lot of things have to do with trust because they're doing this sight and seeing. They're having to do this across, like you said, many, many cases, state lines. And, and all those things play go to play. But when you talk about your process and you talk about the steps that you've put in place, it's like those things continue to just ratchet down that fear level because you've already thought that you've already been there, done that. And as an investor yourself, you've, you've kind of checked those boxes. Um, talk about when people are asking you these sort of questions, are they more on the front end or more on the management side that they have the most questions? Do you think? There's so many different personality types. My little Italian stallion answer that question with how it, you know, how what most people do. <laughs> um, because I have, I can tell you my engineer types, I love that. They don't want to hear the fluff. They've got their list of 100 questions and they just want to pepper you with those questions. That's all they want is with direct answers. And I love them. They just know what they want. I'm going to give it to them. Right. Then I have some that I have no idea. They've not done this before. They kind of heard about it. And then it's like, you know, getting into the whole spiel. Um, I will say, though, that it's always, you always get more questions in property management. And it's usually after they have uh, closed on the property. Now they, they uh, own the property. Um, and then it's, a lot of questions will come up at that point. Um, I try to be extremely thorough, right? So after 15 years of this, and then maybe getting you know feedback of, well, she never said that to me. She didn't tell me about the placement fee. She didn't tell me about the admin fee on the repairs. They are, so I am so very clear and specific on what I cover on every single first call. So that, not that they retain everything, no. Right. And do I send them a, you know, frequently asked questions with everything that I just said related to all the fees and things for property management? I do. But I am the busy single mom of three. I get people are busy too. They probably don't read what I said. And that's totally fine. So those questions will come up later, usually. Man, thank you, Maureen, for coming back. We love having you on. You're so much (laughs) fun to listen to. I think we could probably have this conversation all day long. If somebody were, 
I wanted to get on a call with you or somebody on your team and, and find out more, where would you send them? Uh, just our just our website, SpartanInvest.com. And I always rest Joey. I love coming. I, when I saw the invitation, I got excited. I always love talking with you too. You're super fun. Love the content you provide and produce. And, um, and you just make this enjoyable. So thank you. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value, please take time to rate and review the show at a minimum. Even if you're not going to press the like and, and, and tell Joey, yes, I think Joey's a little Italian stallion too. He's my favorite of the two of you guys. If you use the little Italian stallion in any comment and you forward it to me, I will give you something. I promise. I, will give, I don't know what that thing is, but you got a gift coming your way. That is 100%. But I mm. share this with somebody else, somebody else who who has fear in investing in real estate across state lines and needs to hear this conversation. Uh, maybe someone else that real estate is a must for them to get out of the situation they're in. Forward that to them. Do them a favor. Do yourself a favor to uh, make sure you, you, you jump on a, a call with Spartan Invest if this is the right next step for you. As always, have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.